If you believe, then just throw on a pair of your comfiest, coziest headphones and get ready to enjoy another episode of RSL Season Pass, brought to you by your fearless hosts, Alex, Ethan, and Cody, as they bring you up to speed on all the latest news and rumors about Real Salt Lake. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RSL Season Pass. I am Ethan Kershaw, and I am joined today by Cody Kershaw and Alex Maurer to bring you all things Real Salt Lake for this last week. And um, a lot on the docket today for the episode. We've got a fun one planned for you all. Pod trivia question, as always. A Monarchs Minute from Alex as well. No Royal Roundup on the episode. No club news. But we do have to talk about the game that happened this last week against Monterrey as much as some of us really probably don't want to do that. And then maybe, just maybe, look ahead to a game preview for RSL. We are recording this episode Sunday night while the Seattle-Monterrey game is ongoing. Um, So kind of a little bit of a watch party situation going on. We will know the result at the end of this podcast so that if RSL does end up advancing, we will be able to provide you with a game preview um, at the very end of this episode. So uh, thank you all for listening and hopping on to, to listen to this podcast episode today. Uh, Cody, I'll start with you today. How are you doing? I am doing well. I had a, I've had a very hot weather uh, recently, especially this weekend. It was scorching hot. Uh, so I had an outdoor game yesterday. It did not go as planned. It was 2-2 with about five minutes left, and we just gave up an easy header. And uh, womp, womp. Sounds like a they, certain game we're watching right now. <laughs> they walked away with the win, so less than ideal. But uh, it, it was good to get out and start running again. It was our first game back for the second half of our season, um, so I'm excited to keep that going. Then we went and saw uh, a movie today, went and saw The Haunted Mansion, and uh, I recommend it to anyone who is thinking about going to see it. I really liked it. Nice. Michaela saw that today too and said she really enjoyed it as well. I skipped it because I didn't want to go watch it. Ah, uh, it was a good. I'm sorry I did. Yeah. I liked it. I'll have to go yeah. catch some of you. Sounds good. Um, Alex, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Uh, I lied. I lied really, really big time, actually. So I was invited to play on a Let's Play team at Gardner Village. Shout out them, I guess, kind of. I hate that they start the clock without really telling anybody that you so look annoying. up and you wasted two minutes. So but annoying. I was asked if I could come play, and they asked if I play goalie, and I said yes, even though mm. I have uh, never played a single competitive or really non-competitive match at goalie in my whole life. So I went to Soccer International, got some fantastic, very, very cheap goalie gloves, and did my best impersonation of Gavin, the greatest goalie of all time, Beavers, uh, and I gave up five, but we scored seven. So life goes on. And yeah. uh, there was only one that I felt they really could have gotten to. The rest, my team kind of let me down. But uh, beyond that, I've had a very good weekend. I played more soccer this morning, and it was a really good time. It is, as you mentioned, extremely hot outside. We started at 9 a.m., and it was just unbelievably, unbearably hot by 1030. So we we called it then, which, you know, 90 minutes was was plenty of time. But no, it's been a very good weekend. Ethan, what about yourself? Yeah, <laughs> RSL good, season pass after dark, baby. Cracking a cold. Right? Crack that one open. <laughs> this Ethan is holding up a Modelo right now for all those <laughs> listening. It's like a Budweiser it's to me. A, it, it does look like that. It's a liquid death. It's just mountain water for everybody who is wondering. straight tequila. Yeah. 16-ounce <laughs> can. A tall boy of tequila. tequila. Yeah, Ethan can't handle this 3-2 Monterey game as it stands. 
Nonsense. knowing that RSL is going to advance in the League's Cup and have to play Leon. Which, real quick, that that goal they just scored for their third goal, the, they looked again. They just they look unstoppable, folks. Monterey is very good, to, very so. good. Yeah. Anyway, um, Ethan, how's your weekend? Uh, it's good. Um, just it's super hot, and so I need to hydrate with water because I haven't had enough water. I don't drink enough water. That's my problem in life. Um, and so we just got back from the park and just like walking around, like I'm, I was dying. So I needed some water. Um, my weekend was all right. <laughs> I went camping. I don't love camping. My wife loves camping, and so I, I go with her to be supportive. But um, I mean, there were some fun times. We went to Jackson Hole area. Um, it was, we went way, way up in the mountains. So like it was blazing hot during the day and just like really bad bugs everywhere. Flies like biting flies everywhere, which was just miserable. They call those mosquitoes. No, there was flying biting bugs. It was actual, it was actual flies that bite you like horse flies that like bite. Yep. So, um, what's the, what's the bug situation in your home? Like Ethan, has that gotten any better? I came back and I mean, there, there aren't as many as, as when I came back from Seattle, so we're still having war on bugs around three weeks now going on. My um, we, we taped the windows and tried to seal those, um, just praying that my landlord will buy more windows for us, or new windows. That would uh, do the trick, because that's the problem, because this house is old and came with all the original stuff. Love Speaking of landlords with old houses, our apartment flooded the other day, which was... I've well, been like, there. I, our apartment didn't flood. Yeah, I know I'm coming to the right or the wrong place. Rather, it was like right outside our door. <laughs> we have like a little kind of vestibule situation between ours and the other apartment, and it was just streaming water. And they came to fix it after I, I called, and he looks at it and he goes, "Oh my, that's flooding." And I, yes, sir, that is correct. Correct. He was very, <laughs> very upset. And I didn't know what he wanted me to do about it, uh, but he was very upset. And then he cut a hole in the ceiling and then I haven't seen them in three days. <laughs> so I'm not exactly sure if that's going to get fixed anytime soon, if at all. But it is certainly frustrating while it uh, exists as a problem in my life. So there was a lot of not fun stuff about camping. Um, some of the fun stuff, though, we got to go to uh, Granite Hot Springs, which is really cool. It's way, way out there. Um, like on a, t- It's like a 10-mile drive on a dirt road. It's insane. Um, but we finally got there and didn't stay for too long because we went to a hot springs in like the middle of the day, which is not yeah, that's ideal. Um, and then the day before, we went uh, to String Lake out uh, by the Tetons. And uh, the lakes, it's just, it's like super clear water. It's just lovely and beautiful there. The sun was out. I put sunscreen on. My body did not seem to care. And I got the worst uh, sunburn I've ever had in my entire life. And it feels like my back is constantly bleeding and on fire. So (laughs) um, not a great weekend, but hopefully this next weekend will be better because on Saturday, it's my daughter's first birthday. Wow, that's crazy. We've been doing this podcast longer than your daughter's been alive. That blows my mind. It's true. Yeah, that is crazy. I guess not technically this podcast. I can't believe it. So that's true. That's true. Uh, We've been. But you and I have been been podcasting together about Real Salt Lake. (laughs) Same here. Boy, it does go fast (laughs) those three years. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's. Man, that's crazy. It's crazy. So, yeah, her first birthday will be this weekend. I'm excited for her to. To smash her face into a cake, hopefully. That will be the highlight of my week. Hopefully, So, yeah, that'll be fun. But it's been an uh, interesting weekend. 
we got to go ahead and dive into the RSL content because I know. Yeah, that's this is the longest here. social hour we've ever given ourselves. I know. Yeah, we uh, we want to talk about RSL and make sure that everybody is uh, is well learned about the team. Speaking of which, as we mentioned, we might have a game preview for you for you tonight on this episode. Uh, we are currently watching the Montreal and Seattle game. Montreal, uh, huh? Or I saw MT and I was like Montreal, Monterey, and Seattle. Um, play each other. Seattle, in case you weren't aware, went up 2-0 in the first six minutes of the game. They scored a goal in the second and the sixth minute of this game. We're up 2-0 super quick. Um, if they were to win this game 3-0, RSL would be out. And so it was looking a little scary. Monterey came back, got one, got the second one right before halftime, and just out of halftime gets a third goal. So Monterey is back up 3-2, and we'll keep updating you as this episode goes along so that hopefully... Fingers crossed, which is looking good right now. We'll have a game preview for you at the end of this episode. If you aren't already, make sure to follow RSL Season Pass on Twitter at rslseasonpass.com or at rslseasonpass, goodness me. Um, maybe not Twitter anymore, X, I guess, apparently. But it's still always going to be Twitter for me. Um, yeah, follow us at RSL Season Pass. You can find all of our episodes at www.rslseasonpass.com. Com. Be sure to live, leave a pod trivia question in the pod trivia database. We've gotten so many, and we thank you all so much for submitting them. And we want to have you continue to submit them so that we can continue to have awesome pod trivia questions for you. Also, big massive thanks and shout out to everybody who has left a rating or review for the podcast. It really helps us out, and we very, very much appreciate it. Well, I've rambled on for too long at this point, but Alex has our pod trivia question for the day so alex go ahead and let us know where we will fail today i you know i i hate that that negative uh self-talk ethan i think you've done much better in these in, in it's the realistic self-talk than uh than than you're you're giving yourself credit for this question comes courtesy of one luke rogers via the aforementioned pod trivia database thank you luke for sending this in and it's going to be an over under so you guys actually Ooh. have a 50 50 shot at this one Scott Caldwell has made Ooh. a total 35 appearances for Real Salt Lake. He asks, how many goal contributions has he had for RSL in his time here? The over-under is set at one and a half. So that counts assists, that counts goals, and that counts MLS hockey assists. Does Scott Caldwell have greater than or fewer than one and a half MLS goal, goal contributions for Real Salt Lake. So it's, it's goal or assists, right? Goals or assists, yes. Goal contributions. I'm going to take. I end. hate this question, but I also <laughs> really love this question. Um, <laughs> Thirty-five appearances. Thirty-five said? appearances. About a full MLS season. Keep in yeah. mind, some of those have probably been substitutions. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of those a are. A lot of those. Have been I will take the under. Uh, I also, I also am going to take the under on it. Scott Caldwell has exactly zero goal contributions for Real Salt Lake in his time here in the Clarendon Cobalt. And I was surprised to find that out. I would have guessed at least a couple. I would have thought right? an assist or two, but uh, it, it is Scott Caldwell. Especially with like about. secondary assists, but yeah, I guess he comes down to close out games. Hey so that question felt a little bit like intentional Scott Caldwell slander when he really hasn't touched the field <laughs> I in love Scott Caldwell. ages. He's a great but, guy. Uh, I really liked the spirit of the question. And uh, so yes, thank soccer. you for sending that in, Luke. That was, that was fantastic. MLS vet Scott Caldwell, great guy, not the greatest soccer player, and um, maybe even a more surprising stat. I feel like he's made the bench for like every single RSL game this year. I don't think... 
Has he played like a minute? I don't think he's played a minute. It's a good thing that it's he has It's been a long played. time. I think Van or Seattle away might have been the last time he played a game. But yeah, it's, it's been a very long been time. Hot yeah, even, even if you view Scott Caldwell as being able to provide something for the team currently, it's good that he's not because that means we have other players that are providing more. Monterey, Monterey's on a breakaway. Find him. Go, baby. Go, baby. Ah, that's Whoa. four for Monterey. That's four. Wow. Oh, he might be off. Money. He no, might he's be. not off. Nope. He's not off. It's, There's he's... no way. That's a goal. It All right, we no have a game way. preview, boys. Yes. We have a game two preview. This game is officially out of reach for Seattle. Unless gonna, Seattle scores, gonna... what, like five? Yeah, yeah they would gonna, need to score we're five. We're going to talk about some, mm, they need to score more than five because it's goal differential. So they would need to win this game seven to four. Five goals in 28 so minutes. It's not happening. So five goals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, five more goals. I thought five more five goals. Yeah, total. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah no, no, so we so have a game preview, boys. Oh, RSL are moving on in the league's cup. That ball movement is just yeah. that is such a sad it's, goal for that goalie. It's to so it's so hard to look at that. <sighs> that looked like and, me at Gardner Village. Oh <laughs> man, just pawn it in air. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's delightful. Wow. Alrighty. Well, let's get on with it. I have a Monarchs minute to give you all. Okay, awesome. Well, before we get into that Monarchs Minute, I saw a picture lately of Scott Caldwell's wife. She's pregnant. I felt so bad for Scott because this question brings up the fact that, I mean, he's never been able to score a goal and do the baby celebration. So uh, oh, no. sad. I thought about Exactly. Like well, he's going to have like, plenty of time to spend with his new child. It's going to be like Diego Luna who scores a goal and does it again for like the Ooh. second time and then's like pointing at Scott Cobble like, it's him. It's, <laughs> it's him, guys. <laughs> oh, man, I feel so bad for Scott. Oh, that's devastating. That's but good, though. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that yeah. uh, his family's going to grow. That's where they're at. Yeah, good for him. Um, let's go ahead and move on to our Monarchs Minute. Alex, go ahead and tell us what is happening with our Monarchs. The Real Monarchs of Harriman City played their highest scoring game of the year. And they lost 5-3 to three at home to the Houston Dynamo, too. The three Monarchs goals all came from different players, with young all-star Jude Welling snagging one. 16-year-old Kane Madlingove did Nailed my best it. there. Getting another in midfielder Anthony Arias, adding the name to his name, rather, to the score sheet. The Monarchs have now won a two of their last nine MLS Next Pro games and sit 12th out of 14th in the Western Conference as well. Axel Kai Watch 2023 continues on as the teenage striker and once youngest signing in MLS history has still yet to appear in a Monarchs game day roster all season. We don't want to speculate too much on that, but we have been told that off the field non soccer related issues have kept him from the team at times this season, which we gave you in an update a couple weeks ago as well. So fingers crossed that he is doing well and that we see him in the near future. Next on the docket for the Monarchs is a road trip to play St. Louis City 2, who are currently ninth in the Western Conference. Yes. That's all um, I have today, boys, for the Monarchs Minute. Just to add a little bit about Axel, he has had some issues with conditioning this year. Um, Conditioning-wise, um, has kind of been ha- had a few setbacks, I would say, this year. We remember that he was injured in preseason, um, re-injured himself near the beginning of the season as well, and just has had a couple of setbacks sprinkled in here throughout the year as well. Um, but it looks like he is close to returning to be back with the team at some point, so... Best of wishes for Axel to be able to to get some time with the Monarchs and who knows, maybe in the future get some time for the first team. We shall see. Cody, do you have anything to say about the Monarchs? Yeah, it just I mean it's it sucks to see where Axel was when he uh was you know, the youngest signing in MLS, getting uh you, you know, the notoriety that he was and and to see where he's at right now, it's it's I mean it's two different places completely. So I'm I'm hoping he's able to to put in the work and get back to where 
where he knows he needs to be at. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and we'd love to see that. Axel, really young, big, bright future ahead of him. So we're hoping for the best for Axel Kai. Um, all right, well, that's it on the Monarchs. No Royal Roundup, as we mentioned, and no club news. So we're just going to go ahead and jump straight to the game review uh, where RSO played against Monterrey, the team that we are watching play Seattle right now. Um, I feel like how'd this, that game this, go, Ethan? This, <laughs> this very be well, straight, bud. this very well could be the shortest game review we've had of the entire season. Um, early in this game, I can't even remember the minutes because I don't have the game up right now because I was sad about the result. Um, early in this game, Justin Glad the ball is crossed in, and Justin Glad is there. I personally thought he might have had some time to clear it out, but just kind of wrong plant, wrong time. Plants the foot, and the ball hits it and goes into his own net. Um, Gavin Beavers starting this game, which you love to see it, and I know Alex will have quite a bit to say about that. Um, Very unfortunate (laughs) own goal in the the beginning of this game from Justin Glad. Just a few minutes later, Bertarame for Monterrey gets a goal uh, in this game, and RSL is down 2-0 very, very quickly. Uh, I believe it was, what, 2-0 at halftime, and then in the second half, Monterrey gets a third goal. Monterrey wins this game 3-0. It was maybe the easiest win for any team against RSL this year. Um, most overall dominant performance by any team against... I, I'm 100% confident in saying that because Monterrey looked this nearly... Year? Yes, absolutely. Monterrey looked nearly perfect. There was nothing that they did that I was like, ooh, that was like real bad or like that that cost them. Like Their passing was perfect. It like looked potentially even like Barcelona-esque at times with just the tiki-taka back and forth. Like, they're through balls. I, you can't deny they were perfect. They were creating opportunities. That's how they I got would say Mon- Monterey looked good. I don't know yes. if RSL looked That's... our worst this year. No, no, I'm not I'm not saying necessarily that they looked the worst. I'm saying this is the best that a team that RSL has played against has looked all year. Like, Monterey... We, we made is... St. Louis look pretty good at the beginning of the year. It's yeah, true. That's fair. It's true, but there was a half where it was still 0-0 in that game, and that's what <laughs> yeah, I go back that's to. true. Good point. Um, good point. But Monterey, they are number one ranked in CONCACAF standings, so going into this game, you knew it might be a little bit of a problem. RSL was so good, and so it was so hard for at least me to predict the loss for RSL. Um, I can't remember exactly what you guys predicted, but... 2-0 loss for RSL. I was very, very close. There you go. So yeah, I think it, I had a three-two loss, but yeah. So I mean, you know, Monterrey is a very, very good team, and we saw it in this game. RSL just completely outplayed on every single aspect. Um, there's for me, there's not a whole lot you can take away. Yes, RSL was bad, really, all around the pitch. I will say, and I know Alex is going to go to this for sure, but Gavin Beavers made some sensational saves at the end of this game to keep it from maybe getting super out of control. Like five-zero is what it probably could have been. Um, which I really appreciated, but RSL was just completely outplayed. Monterey is on another level. And for me, the the one takeaway that I kind of get from this is I worry a little bit with League's Cup play as we we have a game to preview now, but I I, I almost... RSL might start to kind of doubt themselves in a way because, like, if you can't... Monterey, if they're still in this tournament and you go against them, like, can have that in the back of your mind you got cleaned out by them three to zero and it wasn't even close so that's my takeaway i think that's all absolutely fair and before i forget i somehow managed to forget earlier that the monarchs actually made a signing this week 
according to Tom Bogert. There we uh, go. Sean oh, yeah. Petrie, a 16-year-old yes. U.S. youth national teamer, spent some time at the former RSL Academy, which is now the uh, Barcelona AZ Arizona Academy. So good for him. But Ethan, I actually take a, I don't know if I want to say a much more optimistic view of this game than you do, but certainly at least a little bit. It's because I thought we actually looked, I thought we looked fine. I thought we looked really good, actually, in a lot of moments. I think we created a ton of really high quality opportunities, in all honesty. When you look at shots and shots on target, we have the better of both, actually. Yep. Uh, we just didn't, you know, put them or actually, no, we have fewer on target, but we Less have more on target, total yep. shots. They had yep. five on target. Right. We had three, but I thought we actually created really strong opportunities. And it's something that is a first for RSL and playing a team this good all season. I don't even think when St. Louis and Columbus looked as good as they did against us that I felt that that team was kind of unbeatable in the way that I did with Monterey, like on the day, they just looked so, so, so good, but I feel like it, they didn't really limit us entirely. I feel like we're, you know, there was the really good Jesse Marsh rant years and years ago when he was at Red Bull, when he was screaming about when goals are scored that like changes games and when they're scored that matters. And I really find that to be true. And not just because my U14s lost uh, some real heartbreakers up in Park City this weekend where I felt like if we had scored first, the game really would have changed with the momentum. But I actually thought we had opportunities in this game too. I'm thinking the Chicho header early on. I'm thinking... Uh, Savarino had a couple shots that are, are really, really close. And I don't want to sound like if you score more goals, you're going to win more games because like that's silly. But from a chance creation perspective, we are a entirely different team than we were three, yep. four months ago. So a game like this, when our chances are coming from hopeless crosses into a striker that can't really get his head on them and finish them, then I'm a little bit more concerned. But in this one, there's just a lot of opportunity, honestly, and still quality coming off the bench. And we just played a really good team on a really good day. And I think we're going to see him again in this tournament. Yeah. For, I think for we're going to go far in this tournament. I'll be honest. For me, I'm not worried. We just kind of take the L and move on. Cody, what do you think? Yeah. I, and <clears throat> I, I don't know if the fact that we had not a ton of rest in between our game from Seattle to this game played a part in it. I'm sure it had at least a little bit to do with it. Yeah. But again, I, I don't think we played particularly terrible. Uh, I, do, I definitely don't think we played as bad as the, as the uh, scoreline would say that we did. Um, Cause you're right. We had chances. We created opportunities watching what we watched on Wednesday looks very different, feels very different. If you don't have 15 sh- total shots and the chances created that we did. Um, if we didn't have all of that, then I think this would be a very different feeling. But even with all that, you still have to take into account that Monterey was the top ranked team coming into this tournament. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you're up against giants here and, and you yourself are, are, you know, competing to be those giants. Monterey just kind of looked on a different level. Um, and I think that comes with the fact that, that they finished their chances. They looked really solid defensively when they, when they needed to lock, lock it down, basically. Um, and even with that, we still broke through and got, and got chances, uh, that we probably should have scored. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think this worries me too much watching this. Um, and yeah, I, I, I agree in the fact that I think we, we do have potential to go far in this tournament still like Monterey has looked crazy good, but the, the rest of the teams that are here, I think are all teams that are, are very beatable for us. And even on a different day, Monterey probably is too. I think you're totally right, Alex, when you say like the, the, the times that goals are scored changes what's going to happen. And that, that own goal from Justin Glad, I mean, 
I think the team felt that own goal and translates to, you know, a little bit more sloppy play at the back, not tracking defensively. Maybe it's a little Mm -hmm. bit easier to give up when you start thinking, well, we're already down a goal. So what's the point? Uh, And so there might've been some of that 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 played into it. Um, As far as morale goes, it doesn't get a whole lot worse than your center back putting one in, you know, within 20 minutes of the game. And I do think we actually learned a lot in this game. And I think the biggest takeaway for me and I've been riding this wave for quite some time. So perhaps this is just a little confirmation bias and I'm reading too much into his performance, but I thought Vera looked horrible at center back. He has two reads within looked, the first 25 minutes where he but... steps to cover and doesn't get anywhere near putting anything greater than passive pressure on a guy in transition and just leaves lanes absolutely wide open. The goal is one of them where he's just caught in no man's land. And then he does something very similar all of about 10 minutes later in which he just steps too early, too high, too quickly and leaves in gaps behind him that Oviedo is nowhere near covering. And so for me, I would much rather start to see him at left back. And Ethan, you were making faces like something just happened in the Seattle game. You need to turn that game off so that we can actually pay attention and record a podcast <laughs> here. So no more watching that game for you. That game's over. The score's done. No, I think Vera that? has to be left back. I, I, I know in this game, there's really nobody else you can play. Marcelo's out on a red. Eric Holt's down injured. Farnsworth's down. Andrew down Brody's injured. out with a concussion. Andrew Brody's not an option. And so you kind of have to shuffle the back line in this way. Hazel Orozco should be here and he should be getting minutes for the first team. And he should be at like a thousand MLS or all competition minutes this season. And he would but be one not. of the biggest storylines of the season outside Diego Luna, but he's not. So I get Vera in this moment, but I think moving forward, if this team is really serious about winning trophies, which I think they are, I think you have to just pencil in Marcelo Silva next to Justin Glad and then work in Vera left back and see what we actually have there yep. or throw Brody there and leave Mecca Nelly on the right and, you know, kind of rotate those wing back minutes. I did not see uh, nearly the sort of progress that we've seen from Vera at times this year, which I think he's capable of, of being a, a much more disciplined center back. And maybe it was kind of just the nerves of playing a really good Monterey side. But I am not comfortable with him playing center back against any sort of uh, consistent pressure. There has been but Ethan, you're shaking your head. Back. No, he's been fine at center back. He's had a handful of shutouts this year. Man, I think he has two absolute finger pointing mistakes that led to goals this game. That's fine. I mean, is it? Is it actually fine in a knockout yeah. game when goal difference actually really matters? You put Marcelo Silva there. We're still not going to win. You put Emeka, like Emeka Nelly was on the bench to start this game. Um, we mentioned with Andrew Brody with a concussion. So Brian Oviedo and Bodie uh, Hidalgo get the start on the sides. And Oviedo got smoked a couple times too. Did not look great. Uh, Bodie Hidalgo looked okay. The goals weren't really on his side. But like, I mean, no, hmm. for me, man, I mean, sure, we had some bright spots. We had some opportunities. No one looked great in this game, to be honest. And, and so... If you want to single out Brian Vera, that's fine. But for me, nobody looked extremely impressive in this game. And it's for me, this game is a big old take an L and we move on. Like, man, I disagree. I really thought there were some lessons learned here. To, to be honest with you, the way that Monterey played that game, they could have beat any team in this tournament playing the exact Monterey same way. I think they, Monterey they were perfect. They were perfect. I think. I guess yeah, I think they, they looked were perfect very in their moments. I think they had three perfect moments. I don't know that they had a perfect 90 minutes. And so when I say they their look unbeatable, like, I think it was because it was really in front of goal, they were just absolute, you know, as Pablo would say, killers. But I don't know in build up, in transition, in even their defensive shape, they didn't build up their entirely limit us. It's not like we had nothing. Blue balls were like, I was, it was great. And like we mentioned, you guys, in five. So perhaps you guys they could have better. seem to both line up on the same aisle on this one, seems like. 
Oh, I think we're at <laughs> diametrically opposed positions here. I think the biggest takeaway is Brian Vera is not a center back. And the second biggest takeaway is that Gavin Beavers is the guy. From one game, one game, Brian Vera doesn't get a shutout. And you're like, no, oh, it's not been one game. Back. I haven't been on this train all season because it's been one game. I've been you're saying this because it's been, a, it's, it's, it's been a repeated issue. He steps way too mm-hmm. high, way too early at times. And it leaves in huge gaps behind him that continually get exposed. And when Brian Oviedo is doing very similar things, it makes for a pretty unstable left side. I think if you are playing in championship games this year, which you should be in Leagues Cup, Open Cup, and MLS Cup, that partnership has to be Marcelo Silva and Justin Glad. Has to be. I probably thought the same thing at the beginning of this year, and I, I, I don't anymore. I think I still think it's Vera at center back. And Vera I might be the future. That. Like I get it. Silva's thirty four. But if you're in win-now mode, which I think this team should be, I think it's Silva and Glad. I, I still think it's Vera for me. I, th- I think what I've seen from Vera convinces me enough to say that I'd start him there. It sucks because I view him similarly to, to the same way that I view ge- someone like Gavin Beavers. They're going to make good saves. They're also going to have some, some balls that they probably should have saved. It's a, it's a high ceiling and a low floor to me. And I think someone like Vera is probably still trying to figure out where he fits into that. And I would say the same thing for Beavers. He's probably still trying to figure out where he fits into that. Obviously we know he has a high ceiling. I just don't want him to have a low floor. Um, and he doesn't I mean, have a low floor. What are you talking about? That's so how- disrespectful to Gavin, the greatest goalie <laughs> of all time. He has in my humble opinion, he has three saves in this game. that Zach McMath does not get a finger to. He has one in the, when was it? It was early in the first half. Oh, he has an over-the-shoulder one that's going absolute top bins, gets a finger to it, pushes away. A second one where he rushes the top of the box to take the ball off an attacker. Yes, I'm reading my own tweet. And then three at the very end of the game, he has a point-blank header save that I don't yep. think Gavin or Zach McMath gets anywhere near. And that three saves in a game when goal difference matters is important. It is. And I think but- his distribution is getting much better. That changes the scoreline to six to zero instead of three to zero. I mean, yeah, and that, had, that might actually change the outcome if Seattle doesn't absolutely blow it. It is important, but I, what about the three goals that were scored? Are you saying that there's, not, not a chance. You, you, there's no way with a straight face you can pin any of those three goals on him. But what I'm I would saying like to is, see you try. What right I'm now. saying is, should we expect him to save some of those? If you're going to say Gavin Beaver's greatest of all time, should we expect him to save some of those? <laughs> well. Let's, That's what you expect let's from the greatest of all maybe time. Maybe the slightest bit tongue in cheek, but no, I think Zach McMath lets in six this game, and I don't know that that's uh, I think really that much of a hot take. One Go watch these highlights, dude. Gavin is getting to balls that are absolutely nowhere near Zach McMath's range. That last one is insanity. That is like point blank, just hyper reaction speed. It's incredible. And if he if he, he has that, a long way to go, I'll be honest. Like controlling his back line and reading i think that's my point distribution is he needs to prove his consistency still and if he does that then yes he is the one and i think the only way to do that is to give him the minutes and i think if i also think if you're in win now mode much like marcelo silva which i think you are i still think gavin's the answer because not only do i think he has a higher ceiling i think he is currently pound for pound a better and more important goalkeeper than zach mcmath yeah, there. I said it. People give Zach way too much credit because he had like six really good weeks to start last season and then was a smack dab average goalkeeper the rest of the way. And I think that him being on the leadership council gives him a lot of hashtag Pablo's guy status. And I think that could be a detriment. A la Justin Miram, who I think conspiracy theory, tinfoil hat time 
was sold by the front office to force him to play Diego Luna. I think the front office That's was fine. furious that they brought in this young, bright star and, it and just continued for, to watch him ride the bench everyone. over Justin Merrim and Michael Chang. And so I think they sold Justin Merriman. It worked out for all parties reason. involved. Alex, I agree with you on the Gavin Beavers thing. I prefer him starting just because... For, for the record, I do as well. Okay, yeah, and it's it's a, it's similar to the it's it's thing. it's it's me saying that if you're going to call Gavin Beavers the best of all time, then he has to play like the best of all time, and well. he has to prove that. But I do still think he's better <laughs> than just, Zach McMath. That, that, that whole the mantra, program. the whole mantra is it's it's just Alex blowing it up and just like yes, this is what this is what, <laughs> this, is what he this is this is what he wants to have happen. But that's kind of the same thing for me of why I want Brian Vera starting at center back. I know you want him starting at left back, but then this also allows. I mean, it's then a rotation between Andrew Brody and. And Emeka Nelly supposedly at right back, where I strongly prefer Emeka Nelly. I was going to say, why make it a rotation? I think we all agree Emeka is a better right back than Brody. And then, so that that's Brody on the bench, and I, I guess I'm okay with that. But like, I would still prefer Brody starting on the other side. Um, but Alex, pod trivia time, mid episode. Um, RSL <laughs> have a total of of. Let's see. I'm trying to think of how to phrase this question. It's not as easy as it looks, is it? No. Okay. <laughs> that's why okay. I have other people do it for me. Oh, um, so RS will have a total of eight shutouts in all competitions this year through regular season play. So not including preseason. Not bad. That's pretty um, impressive. It's it pretty good. Especially um, when we didn't get our first one until like halfway through April, right? What yeah. what feels like yesterday. Um, I'm going to give you guys a five choice option. Feeling generous and because I want you guys to fail at this. Question. I gave you 50 um, 50 and you're giving me 20 percent. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um how many of those eight shutouts did Brian Vera start at center back? <laughs> Is it my eight, guy? Seven, my guy. Six, five, or four. I bet it's six. I would go with six also. You guys are correct on that one. I'm so good at this pod trivia stuff. It's like I was built for it. Ethan. Brian Vera has six shutouts of eight total RSL shutouts when playing at center back for RSL this year. Thank you very much for playing, Alex. Gavin I... Beavers has seven starts for Real Salt Lake this season. He has zero shutouts. <laughs> shutouts is a team <laughs> stat, dude. I am. I. I. I I'm that's, not that's saying true, that he's. I mean, I'm not saying that shutouts mean nothing for defenders because they are important and they are a metric to be used to uh, grade center back play. But I think that is, that is entirely unfair uh, to presume. How else would you like me to grade him? Tell me uh, the eye test, baby, go watch these That's highlights. The go watch these highlights. I'm looking at one minute in right now. Look at where he steps. He is stepping I'm to a center striker four yards ahead of the rest of his back line for nothing. Oh, go watch that first goal, dude. He doesn't even get within five yards of the guy who makes the Look, wall pass. I think threw him with the guy in behind. It's a horrible read. It's a I think, horrible read. I think you can say that you, if you, if you are, if you are saying you'd rather start Marcelo Silva, my eye test for him was watching him get a red card over. And, over and a pretty poor tackle. So, freaking slow man he's gotten beat so many times like, and and i and that's not to say that that's what we would expect from yeah. him as a red card every game but it was a bad tackle and go, he has lost a step. go to the highlights when he the has. clock says seven minutes and six seconds look oh, there's a at card. the type of no man's land that brian vera finds himself in he is well, the absolute reason that goal is scored i mean maybe you could blame a central midfielder for not dropping a little bit deeper or not getting pressure to the ball initially Justin Glass is the one that puts it in the back of the net. Brian Bear is the reason it gets anywhere near the six-yard box. 
it's frustrating. And it's Gavin Beavers looks it is barking at his boys to get back up the field. Oh, that's nice. So, so much for winning. <laughs> man, fair what play. is? Oh, man, that's just that's so, so much. So much for winning fair play for Seattle. I mean, as if they had any chance at all. I think uh, Yamar just got a red card. Oh, did he throwing an arm at a Monterey? He did player, get a red so. card. Look at that. Hey, league stuff <laughs> doesn't matter till we play games in Mexico, right? Like this tournament for me is meaningless until there's it, like it's not competitive if, if we're not playing away games, right? That, uh, say what you want, that's fine. But, I mean, kind of a good point. It's still, I mean, it's still hardware. It's still no, I agree. Hardware. No, if we win it, I'm going to celebrate like crazy. But let's like, in my opinion, it's a Mickey Mouse trophy until we're actually playing games in Mexico. Like this eh, is MLS. When we win this, we're going to pretend like and now we're even a step closer to being on the same footing as Mexico. Like we are in CCL. Like now, if you're not playing away games, it is a Mickey Mouse trophy. That's fine. Yeah, That, uh, that I, environment I, in Mexico is a little bit different, I, but to I, be fair, Monterey did just come and spank us three zero at home. Yeah. That's and true. so imagine what it would be like if we actually yeah, had to travel. No chance. I would like to see alternate to, to alternate every year. Right, so we have it here, maybe Ooh. this year, and then next year it goes to Mexico, I like that and idea. we just play in in Mexican stadiums. I think that would. Be I fair. actually don't hate that. Um, at least a little more fair. I don't know. I, 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 the idea with doing like a home and away games throughout like the same tournament in a year, it's a lot of travel, it's a lot of back and forth, it's a lot of logistics. So I mean, you can't make I mean, it happen not that much further. If you're it's, going it's Seattle to Miami, like how much different is it to go from Seattle to Mexico City? It's you know? true. It's true. And these teams are traveling quite a bit too. I see it. Whatever. But I kind of would like to see every other year. In, I don't in, hate that at all. I think that's actually really fun because then you could go see. You could do like a multi-leg away trip yeah. with like a Wednesday Saturday sort of thing. I actually I kind of like that. Frankly, yeah. Ethan, that's a good idea. You should pitch that cool. to to Mr. Garbs. Yeah, there's no way they'd listen to Also, me. I did have a really, really important question I wanted to ask both of you. Yes, I want Brian Barrett. Fire so. away. Is the League's Cup trophy a cool-looking trophy? I, I, I do not know. I do not know if it looks cooler if it is the dorkiest trophy in the entire world. The World Cup trophy, the Jules, not the Jules Remay, whatever the new one is called, is the greatest trophy of all time. Yeah. It is immediately identifiable. It is beautiful. The color scheme is lovely. It does not get any better than the current World Cup trophy. Looks kind of chubby. Yeah, but it also <laughs> looks kind of sick, I think. I don't know. I do. If you haven't seen the League's Cup trophy, it's like you took two... If, if an N64... Animation, yeah, like an eight-bit animation had to make a bowl. You'd make two of those, and then you put them upside down and on top of one another. That's what it looks like. But it's like I an hourglass cool. without handles. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's hourglass handles. I kind of like that. Is it cool glass. though? Uh, it's. Is it right. a good-looking trophy? If you are looking Neat. at a trophy cabinet and you see that, no, I think it's too chubby. I think yeah, yeah it's missing something for me. And but... like the logos on it look weird. I think. Yeah, they do. I guess that'll be. I think it looks too chubby. I think it needs to be slightly thinner in the Do middle, like and it needs a better base. Trophy. Yeah, it needs like a, a base, good, solid base. If the base is not as big as the trophy itself, then I think that adds a little. Because I'm to all it. about that base, and I do think that if it had like a sturdy <laughs> black, no, base, no treble. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. I do. That not was know amazing, right there, Cody. That was fantastic. Oh, I do not know. Like it's stealing song lyrics. Oh my! Okay, we might have to well, put that on a Twitter poll. This, too. Uh, 
We've talked far too long about the League's Cup trophy, but let us know if you like oh, like the trophy or not. Oh my god! You have got to exit out of that game. We <laughs> <laughs> have Bro, a game preview. I think it was Rui Diaz just like point blank range just struck the bar. Like Seattle can't score to save their lives after the six minute, which is funny. Um, Andres Gomez comes into this game, same with Nelson Palacio, Danny Masowski, and Anderson Julio. Not making too much of a difference in my mind. Um, yeah, that's kind of my feelings in this game. Like I didn't think there was really a way for us to win this game. Pablo at halftime, like I was, I was telling Cody when we were watching the game, I was like, I don't know what Pablo really tells the team at this point. Like you can try and change things up, but it just, it didn't look like anything was really going RSL's way. And Alex to the chances that you mentioned, RSL was a little unlucky at, in the post game press conference. I asked Pablo, I was like, is it kind of just a matter of like not being lucky in this game? He's like, kind of felt that way at times. So uh, yeah, in a way, I guess you could say maybe a little unlucky for RSL, but Monterey, clearly the better team. Shall we move on to the preview? I'll allow Let's. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, now that we know we're going to have a preview, I've looked up the details the best I possibly can for this game. So what it looks like is RSL will be playing Lyon in the round of... Is it 32? 32. That's so many teams that advance. That's insane to me. But round of 32, RSL will play against Leon from Liga MX because we are playing a Liga MX team. And this game, as we have talked about, is played in the U.S. This game will be a home game for RSL. It will be on, get this, Thursday, August 3rd. I'm pretty sure. Thursday, August 3rd. The time is still TBA. I would imagine it would be at 7.30, like all the other RSL games this entire season have been. Um, it says TBD on MLS's website, so yeah. It's blowing my mind that it's it, August it, next it, week. It does say TBD, but there is a site that had a bracket that showed where they would line up and what day they would play. So it's August 3rd. Oh, yeah, I just meant the time. On Thursday. Yeah, okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so time, still TBA, it's probably 7.30. Make sure to catch this game either in person or watch it on the TV because it should be a good game. Obviously, knockout round games come with a little more intensity. Um, RSL playing a Liga MX team should be interesting, as we saw from the Monterrey game. Leon in this tournament have been pretty good. Um, drawing 2-2 two to two against Vancouver in their first game, and then that was the game, if you remember, went all the way to the 20th round of penalties, where Leon finally ended up winning 16-15 to 15 in a penalty shootout. So we know they're good at penalties. Hopefully it doesn't come down to that. For RSL, and then in their second game, they play the Galaxy and beat them swiftly, one to zero. In the current uh, Liga MX standings for Lyon, they are currently there's only three games played in the season so far. They only have one win and two losses. So I think that this opponent is maybe a little more achievable to beat for RSL than a team like Monterrey. Uh, the round of 16, Monterrey, Leon technically have the better standings. They finished first in the group. RSL finished second. It's a home game for RSL, man. And I, Leon, that PK shootout, that was a long game. Then the Galaxy, they've had a little bit of time to rest. They're kind of like RSL. I, I gotta, I just got to go with RSL, man. I, 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 I think RSL can win this game, and I hope they do. And I think they should, to be fair. So I'm going to say they win this game... I want to give Leon a little credit and like give him a goal, but I, I think I'll go two zero. Oh, two zero RSL. Love it. I actually went back like an absolute madman and rewatched Leon's uh, 
League's Cup games, and I don't think they looked Great. particularly impressive. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to take RSL in like a resounding team. 3-1 win, actually. I love it. I think this I team having a week yeah. off is going to be monumental yes. for this squad. As yeah. we've mentioned all year, fingers crossed, knock on wood, salt over the shoulder, incredibly healthy season for RSL. Yeah. Sensationally healthy season, unless your name's Eric Holt or Zach Farnsworth, which is really unfortunate. So sorry for you guys. But everybody else, all the stars... Everybody has been so healthy all year long, unless you count Jefferson Saverino's fake injuries to keep him from going to away games. Everybody has been super, <laughs> super healthy. So if that continues, we got a week off. Boys are prepped, ready to go. We stay at home. We haven't had to travel in a while. I think we're going to crush them. I think it's going to be 3-1. And I think it's going to be awesome. I think the stadium's finally going to get a little bit packed for one of these League's Cup games. I know a Thursday night is tough. I will personally be coaching my squad to a massive dub in the Murray Max Cup. But for those that are able to make it, I think it's going to be a very, very fun game with goals and streamers and that smoke machine that sometimes goes off too early and the fireworks pregame that spook me every single time. And I think it's going to be a really fun one. I'm going to take RSL 3-1. Love right. it. Love Coach. the takes. My score prediction was going to be 3-1 or 3. Yes, it was going to be 3-1, but I'm going to pivot and just say 3-2 uh, because I think it could Barn still. <laughs> I think it could still be that. Um What's interesting is I think if you replace uh, Lyon and RSL in their groups, I think RSL comes out first, and I think Lyon comes out last uh, if they are playing against Seattle and Monterey. Hmm. Um, Because I think think Seattle probably has the quality to be able to beat a team like Lyon. Uh, And I think we probably would have handily beaten the Whitecaps and the Galaxy uh, if we were in a group with them. So, uh, yeah, my score prediction is 3-2. That's just me saying I think we're better than this team. I don't I feel like I don't really know how good Leon is, uh, but I know that we're better than them. So 3-2 is my prediction. If you All watch right. that game in black and white, they're two games against the Galaxy or uh, the Vancouver Whitecaps. You could substitute them for just about any middling to good MLS team. It's that's true. where that's yeah. where I was ready to put them was like yeah. a mid-table MLS team. And that's so. where they're at in the, the Liga MX standings, even though the season is early. They're 11th. Smack which is you know, middle. an oversimplification of things and sure. kind of and shoddy analysis, but whatever. they didn't create like, you know, a myriad of chances. It was just, they finished them. And so they looked fine in that regard, but I don't know. I'm not worried about them, which is weird. Yeah. I feel like a comfortable high expectation RSL fan. And it, it shocks me <laughs> a little bit and it scares me. I will me. say, I, I think, I think probably one of their best players plays right wing and and hell me mina mina i don't know if i'm saying that right man uh, i think so i think that's it's mina. probably going to boil down to who we have as mina. as left back playing because only we had a 1.2 million dollar tam left back that we brought in to uh play left back but you know, oh yeah it goes by the name I'm of brian vera brian vera yeah if only we had spent tam money <laughs> on a left back which you know not a lot of teams do but i think this this comes down to who plays there uh, depending on what this game looks like, really, because I, I know he's a dangerous player. I know he scored their only goal against the Galaxy. O- Oviedo's looked like he's gotten... He's been in some bad defensive positions. He's gotten uh, toasted, let's just say it. He has. He, he has. Yeah. He has. So yeah. I think it's yeah. it's probably either him or, or Brody. If Brody's back for this game, um, that's probably the position that I'm, I'm looking out for. So I guess my one to watch is going to be our left back, whoever that ends up being. It'll be a telltale sign if Brody is not even available for this game. That will be when we know that it is a pretty bad concussion that he's dealing with. Yeah. So hopefully he can pass the protocol and come back for this game. I agree. I, w- I would love for him to start in this game. 
Um, I'm going to steal Alex's one to watch, or I just thought it was going to be everybody's it. one to watch Don't because I'm predicting a 2-0 win, so I say Chicho gets two goals. Oh. 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 Okay, well, I guess I didn't steal your, on, your one to watch. But, I mean, I'm going to go with the easy one, but in the same sense, too, it's the guy that's been scoring, that's been setting up plays, like for RSL, who's been just a massive difference maker for this team. And it's a big game. It's around a 32 game. And I think if somebody's going to step up, it's going to be Chicho, like, He's shown that he can still do it. He's still scoring goals. It's not. He's not going away. And so um, big moments require big players, and Chicho is him. And so I think he can get both goals in this game. And uh, that's why RSL wins 2-0. So Chicho. I can't believe you thought my one to watch was Chicho. So, Everybody's one to watch should be Chicho. You should always scrub, watch Chicho. An absolute scrub compared to my one to watch. Oh man, boys! It has been a very long time. He has started. Scott Caldwell. <laughs> he has started a handful of MLS games, League's Cup games now too. He is absolutely built for the moment. The eighteen-year-old out of somewhere USA, Gavin Believers, is my one to watch. Hashtag Believers rise up! I am leading our hype train into battle. It will be his first clean sheet of his professional, real professional career, sorry, Monarchs, it's a Mickey Mouse League, of his professional career, and he is going to stand on his head. He is going to have one save in the 77th minute <laughs> that makes everybody get out of their seats and go, Zach McMath, see ya. Goodbye, buddy. 77th minute, book it. Gavin Beavers is that guy. He's going to show everybody, and he's going to stake his claim. He's going to get to plant the flag at the end of the game. You know that silly little thing that we do that feels really, really forced and the flag is way too small for how big the base is? He is going to get to plant that at the end of the game and everybody is going to go wild for the young bull. He is going to do sensationally this game. He's going to get his first clean sheet. He might get an assist if he's feeling crazy. We know he's taken a penalty before and he's absolutely drilled it, so I wouldn't be stunned. We saw that in League's Cup at the end of halftime uh, in another League's Cup game where a goalie stepped up and drilled a PK. PK... Uh, takers, the best one on the team. Who should it be? It should be your keeper. And I think Gavin Beavers has that in him. He is my one to watch. He is the greatest goalie of all time. Hashtag believers rise up. I just think it's hilarious that you hyped up Gavin Beavers so much. And I can just see myself. You can see him conceding five I, goals because no, I, Brian no, Bear is his center back and he's stepping up to add pressure in the center circle where there's 15 yards behind him where the rest of his defense. No, I've been getting to the games a little late so I could see myself walking in and them announcing the starting lineups and being like, in goal, Zach McMath. Really tough when they hand it back over to the, the, the wily old vet. But no, I think I think he did enough. I think he did enough to really earn his spot. In the postgame press conference, Pablo Mastroeni for the first time was not... Uh, not combative is, is the wrong word, but when asked about Beavers before, he's been very nebulous in his answers, where it, now it actually felt a little bit of specificity was given in his particular saves. And I think he's done enough to earn that spot. And I think he's going to get it. Yeah, I um, think uh, really, I think that the way that these that you get players like Gavin Beavers to a better spot to where they can play with with confidence and consistency is just playing them more. So I I feel the same way about him that I felt about Diego Luna months ago is you have to play him for him to to get comfortable and to feel consistent Mm -hmm. in the starting lineup. And that's the same way I feel about Vera too. I still think Vera is the better center back and I think he just needs to play more and get comfortable and stay consistent. Yeah, I think that's fine. And I I agree in the Diego Luna. I think he's in the exact same spot that Luna was in three months ago, where we find out all of a sudden that, oh, he's actually also better than the veteran that's been getting minutes ahead of him. And he has a higher ceiling. And I think that's really the truth for for the believers out there. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, if, if Gavin Beavers is on the bench, don't watch him, because then you'll just be watching the bench the entire game. Yeah, that's um, true. Just make sure to watch the game regardless. But If, if he is benched, I want to watch, you know, de facto become Zach McMath, and, you know, okay. I'm not preying on his downfall, but... No, don't. No, we want RSL to win this game, and Zach McMath looks fantastic. Beavers can still be fantastic. Both can be fantastic. Why not? Yeah, if we could win at, like, 15-14 with a lot of howlers from Zach, then I'd be okay with that. How about we just win four to zero, two goals in each half, and subbing Beavers at halftime? Oh, that'd like be fun. That. That'd, that'd be, be fun. Cool. Yeah, poor Kano lost us, right? Um, for me though, I I actually had an opportunity to talk with Gavin Beavers uh, post game after the uh, the Monterey game. You asked some good um, questions. I watched that video. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I was asking him kind of about the nerves, and he said, "Yeah, there were a little bit of nerves. It was a big game." Um, but he mentioned the big saves. It's he mentioned how important it is for him to stay in games, um, even after conceding, um, and he did that in this this uh, Monterey game. Some goals conceded, but then continued to make some great saves. So, Gavin Beavers played well. Um, sky high ceiling for Gavin Beavers, and we are excited to uh, to be here to watch it. Um, I I, I want to fit in Cleaver somewhere because that just it rhymes with Beavers and like Buddy going to be like the the Cleaver to like I don't know. It's believers. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, it's it's believers. No, it's, it's fine, but like, I don't know if you can find some sort of team that has a mascot that like can be meat, like um, like a bird, like a loon or something like that. Minnesota, like take the cleaver to the loons. Like I don't know, something like that. I'll figure it out one day. My dad jokes. Um, yeah, yeah. Keep, keep workshopping that one. I, think. <laughs> I, I, I will. I will. I want. I want it so bad. Um, Okay, well, I think that's pretty much it on the episode. Don't think too much about that Monterey game. Let's just focus on this Leon game and go ahead and uh, get the win in the knockout round and move on to the next round of the League's Cup. And I think RSL can and will do that. Do you guys well, have any final comments before we take off? Nope. Thank you for having me today, boys. Cody? I appreciate your company every week. <laughs> of course. Cody? I have no, no final words nor thoughts, although I will say that we are going to beat Leon. Yes, I think we all agree on that. So make sure you tune in Thursday, time TBA, likely at 7.30 p.m. Home game for RSL will be a very fun game. Thank you all very much for listening to the episode today. Uh, We appreciate your support very, very much. And like I mentioned before, if you haven't already, be sure to follow us at RSL. Season Pass is where you can find us on Twitter. You can find Alex at Alex Maurer on Twitter. You can find me at Ethan Kershaw 9 and you can find Cody at the Kodiak1 on Twitter. Once again, we thank you all very much for any ratings or reviews you've left for the podcast. Um, you can find all of our episodes at www.rslseasonpass.com. And while you're over there listening, go ahead and submit an inspired pod trivia question in the pod trivia database. We will very much appreciate it if you happen to do that. So once again, thank you all very much for listening to the episode and listening to us Three, talk about RSL, still don't understand how people or why people even like to listen to us. But regardless, thank you very much. And we'll talk to you all next week. See ya. Thank you for listening to another episode of RSL Season Pass. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review wherever you download your podcasts. If you didn't enjoy the show, uh, please keep that to yourself. Be sure to check back next week for a new episode. Same time, same place.